Compound. And today on a Friday, we are under the tutelage of our general manager. The World Series resuming tonight from Houston. That's my headline. I'm watching baseball. I'm loving the baseball. People stand up, salute the flag at the National Anthem. Then they play 9 to 14 innings of ball. I'm pretty tired. I was up all night last night pouring through the JFK documents that were released. I can conclusively say Johnson was behind it. Wow. LBJ that settles that. was behind it. Got it nailed down. Finally. We're, we're going to talk to a conspiracy expert a little later in the show. Uh, guy who teaches at college just knows all about this sort of stuff. But it was Johnson. Johnson like, and the Russians. I like how there was a 25-year deadline for figuring out uh, which stuff they could let loose. And they get like to the last hour and realize, oh, we better go through this stuff. Was I in charge? No. The effing government was. The lesson out of this JFK thing is... and. Never I, trust a Texan. I already knew this lesson. Is the government can't do anything. <laughs> you had years and years and years. In, this, this date didn't sneak up on you. And they, oh, oh, we should probably look this over before we release this. Hey, some of this stuff's real secret, Jim. Oh, my God. What? Oh, my God. Yeah. Who, who's in charge? Me? <laughs> oh, I had that stack of JFK stuff on the corner of my desk. I kept thinking I needed to get to it. For the last 25 years. <laughs> and I just all right, didn't. 2017. Right. Oh, dang it. <laughs> all right, it's been in the news all week. Son of a. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers, wearing a T-shirt the color of turned meat today. How are you this morning, Michael? <laughs> Good. I knew you would say that. It's your favorite shirt. I thought it's Friday. You got to wear the you know nasty shirt. Wear the carrion shirt for Jack. <laughs> I was just thinking of JFK. One of my funniest. I don't know if you guys. Of course, we all watch The Simpsons. If you remember the itchy and scratchy cartoons that they used to have on there. 
And they had a JFK version where they had the uh, cat in handcuffs, and then it was the little mouse came up. And oh, it was Lee Harvey right. Oswald. He just shot him with one shot. That's, that's right. That's not really very funny. And that's Michael. not funny, but I mean, it's just, you know, it reminded me of JFK. But there is something that Joe gave me an audio clip that we're going to play later. But it, Joe, it is stuck in my head. Oh, I know, isn't it? It's yeah, a, it's once an you hear it, you will not get it out of your head. Yeah, especially so I, today, yeah. Stay Good tuned stuff. for that. Yeah. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, Stranger Things Season 2 uh, dropped on Netflix. Stranger Things, uh, the first season last year, was on my uh, among my top six favorite TV shows last year. You make a top six list. Well, gotcha. uh, as we discussed, top yep. five and Absolutely. ten, like that's passe. you got to be kind of off-numbered. You can't have those round sure. ones. And number three will shock you. Yeah, and it wasn't quite top four. I couldn't put it on the Mount Rushmore of TV shows last year, so I figured top six was a safe place to, to put it in. What's your number one, curious, curiously? Uh, number one last year was Atlanta. Uh, the, the show Atlanta, made by Donald Glover. Nah, enough. Okay. Where's the goal? I, yeah. <laughs> Who's the, the showrunner? Oh just, God! Just the title was fine, but um, yeah, that one ton of enemies. I need to check that out. There is Ryan Harris, who's doing our news for Marshall Phillips, who's going to call us here in about a half an hour. Yes. Oh, I'm looking forward to that call. Hopefully, Marshall's still drugged up. Yeah, we understand he was up all night long. So uh, first for Marshall in a long time, I'm sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was I was encouraging him to uh, to jump into, despite the president's uh, speech yesterday, jump into the opioids he's been prescribed along with Chardonnay and just really take the edge off. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he couldn't knock himself out with that. Yeah, but yeah, he's been very uncomfortable. Usually, when Marshall's been up all night with some starlet saying, "You're so funny, Marsh," so this will be new for him. Um, some lady he met in line at the convenience store buying lottery tickets. Or or some cousin to Francis Ford Coppola or something. He's got a thousand of those stories. George Lucas' sister. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Friday, October 27th, the year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, here we go now. Let's begin the show officially according to FCC rules regs at Mark. So, hold on, can you solve this puzzle for us? Can robots be self-aware, conscious, and know they're robots? Well, let me ask you this back. How do you know you were human? There you go. No, you're blowing my mind, artificial lady. That is the voice of the latest robot that Saudi Arabia actually gave citizenship. It's so lifelike. And uh, we're going to tell you more about that coming up. If you haven't seen the video, you got to go to the uh, website, armstrongandgettyradio.com, and check it out. It's it's cool slash troubling. Right. Right. Yes. What are our other headlines, right? Well, President Donald Trump says drugs are bad as he promises to take on the opioid crisis. As you mentioned, Trump's highly anticipated release of the JFK assassination files turns out to be more of a tease. And as Confederate-era statues are removed from the South, plans for a statue of a man busted for smoking cracker in the works <laughs> you know Jim, jimmy carter weighed in on that the other day too the confederate statue thing in a really interesting way i should have uh, hit you with all that wow um how's mailbag look oh it's good it's very good plus we have uh, clips of the week wow action-packed program mm. and more on that robot lady that is i'm telling you i don't know where we're going she as a has a name jack it's sophia okay i'm sorry <laughs> That robot lady. And her robot eyes are up here. <laughs> do they Hilarious. Let, do they let her drive? Uh, that is funny. My robot eyes are up here. Uh, but your robot breasts are down there. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
because it's Friday or I have a cold or what, but I'm looking up at the cable news channels and just thinking, eh, who needs it? What a waste of time. It's both so, uh, can be dismissed as just crap. It's the same crap every day. On the other hand, it's all so incredibly important. Some of it is, yeah, yeah. Some of it, I think, is the noise that surrounds the action. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. All the reporting, all the attention is to the noise of the machine, not what the machine's doing. <clears throat> but this, I can think of new, no better term than tedious. This tax reform thing could be huge one way or another for oh, a yeah. lot of people. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, and it, it will affect every single person listening right now, all 11 of you. Thank wow. you for being here. What was that? <laughs> Self-hatred, as usual. All right, let's begin. I'm sorry. No, let's not begin the show. We've already done that. Mailbag is coming up in a minute or two, Michael. Hang on now. First, let's take a fun look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Bird in the center. Springer says he's got it. The Houston Astros win the pennant. Except and deter is unacceptable. Did you know, Senator, that there were almost a thousand U.S. troops deployed in Niger? No, I did not. Because if there's one thing that will make discount seafood even better, it's 20 minutes on the back of a bike. (laughs) But I didn't know there was a thousand troops in Niger. You heard Senator Graham there. He didn't know we had a thousand troops in Niger. Did you? Uh, No, I did not. Reckless, outrageous, and undignified behavior has become excused and countenanced as telling it like it is. Did you know how many men and women were on the ground in Niger and what they're doing there? I did not. Chuck Schumer and uh, Lindsey Graham both said they were surprised to learn there were basically close to a thousand American troops in Niger. Was that a revelation to you as well? Yes. Everyone is colluding with Russia except Trump. I went to an Ivy League college. Uh, I was a nice student. I did very well. Uh, I'm a very intelligent person. I want to live and work with humans, so I need to express emotions to understand humans and build trust with people. Oh, oh, Natalie threw up. Oh, ooh, this is going very poorly, folks. One of the great memories of all time. I'm strong and getty, I'm getting ready for final thoughts. Wow, that was one of those, like, extra-large cows you see by the side of the road, and you think, wow, look at that thing. You know, stating you're intelligent or nice is, uh, most people don't do it, but at least it's a, it's a quality. Saying you went to an Ivy League college, only people who went to an Ivy League college think that is something that is meaningful. I mean, in terms of, so I'm automatically a better person somehow. Only you crowd that went there or sent your kids there automatically think that means, so clearly I'm a good person. I think the Venn diagram of people who went to Ivy League colleges and didn't go to Ivy League colleges who want to hear about Ivy League college, there's no overlap. <laughs> right, exactly. Not a single person. I'm intelligent, so I'm nice, <laughs> I went to an... Okay, that last one. What, so? What's that got to do with anything? How many people have you known who announce their own intelligence? Have any? Well, a number. Uh, quite a few do. A lo- I've known a lot of I'm smart people. I'm very intelligent. That I've known. I've known a number of smart people that say they're smart. It, I think. I think it's an odd thing to do. 
All right. All right. All right. I just, I'm reminded of some people I've known. I've known some people that weren't. Who've said, I'm very intelligent. (laughs) You're a genius. (laughs) I'm very nice. Oh, boy. He's a complicated man, isn't he? But always entertaining. Ladies and gentlemen, the POTUS. (laughs) Mailbag. Oh, my goodness. Heck of a speech on the opioid crisis yesterday, I thought. Invoking his uh, his brother who died of alcoholism as, uh, as something. And it was interesting. Yeah. Talk more about that later. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Uh, it's fairly rare for me to see what seems to be honest, compassionate, complex emotion out of uh, Donald Trump. But when he talks about his brother, he has it. I'm a little concerned about throwing around a hell of a lot of money and not accomplishing much, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, more conversation on that to come. It's 9.43 p.m. Eastern, and I just remembered the lobster tail condom bit and laughed my ass off again. You guys are the best. That's Mark in Virginia. You already have a national show. Uh, Yes. The reference to lobster tail condoms. Uh, Hard to imagine how we got there, but uh, listen to the podcast if you missed it. Was that the last hour of the show yesterday? I don't even remember. It's like a scavenger. Let us know when you find it. That's right. Listen to the whole thing. Uh, guys, did you hear Xerox and Wurlitzer are going to merge to make a reproductive organ? I believe that's an attempt at humor and fairly dated humor. At that. <laughs> Is that a joke from the 20s? Yeah, certainly 1971. Wow, Mark, keep them coming. By which I mean, stop. <laughs> He's been Don't keep them coming. He's been workshopping that for a long time. He's got some great Nixon bits. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Some crowds go for it, some don't. He's just going to keep keep working on it. And then... The topic of our brand new transition music remains the hot, hot, controversial topic. <laughs> so has anybody seen an interview with this dude? Can he talk? <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Does he talk that way? Let's see. So how'd you come up with the idea for the song? <laughs> Make it stop. Please make it stop. The new transition music is annoying, but my default personality is old and cranky, so I may be biased, right, Sam? Oh, let's see. Uh, Your new bumper music is awesome. (laughs) Does James William Bottom Tooth III from the Family Guy cartoon sing it? (laughs) I can't. I'm laughing too hard to do that, that voice, but that is a very funny reference for fans of the Family Guy. Uh, let's see, uh, Kelly, I absolutely love your new transition music. It's the best miracle cure for earworms ever. Kelly ran into It's a Small World After All and thought, oh, my God, I'm going to have that song in my head for the next two weeks. Then had the idea to seek out our podcast and listen to the new transition music. just scrubbed it right out of Kelly's head. All right, turn it off again, please. Let's see, where are we? Ah, there we are. Uh, da, da, da. <laughs> oh, that is really funny. Hey there, love the new uh, transition music. It's Keeper. Uh, guys, I blame your show for this. I work in a county hospital, writes uh, Alien Anonymous. While talking politics with a coworker, I referred to our governor as the syphilitic Jerry Brown. <laughs> well, she, she's making reference to the fact that um, broadcast reports... Have suggested by, by you have suggest broadcast reports have suggested that Jerry Brown is in the late stages of syphilis and is therefore a completely mentally well he's non compass mentis he is mentally incompetent 
<laughs> Fortunately, uh, my coworker's uh, English is his second language, and he asked, what does that mean? I quickly said, uh, dementia, and moved on to complete my thought. As he was responding, I was thinking, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. I hope he didn't catch that. I blame Joe. Uh, J-K-R-M-I-G-D. Jack, keep reminding me it's garbage day. <laughs> uh, today's my garbage day. Awesome. I noticed my sweet wife had the can out before I could even do it. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, one more transition music thought. William writes, the new transition music sounds like a Harry Reid speech, only more intelligent. Oh, my gosh. That's it. It's a partisan the, shot. The man is retired. It's time to stop kicking him. He suffered a brutal exercise accident. That's true. He was assaulted by a uh, workout. Uh, a hankersizer. <laughs> machine. <laughs> wow. The obscure comedic references are flying this morning on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, Jack Joe writes Ryan from Houston. We already have a national show. So it appears that Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres, is in the crosshairs for a tweet with her ogling Katy Perry's breasts and comparing them. Uh, and she's being compared to Weinstein and other sexual assaulters. What? Like, what? Now that's crazy. Yeah, this is the dumbest story of the day. Oh, okay. it's the, the dumbest, dumbest story, story of the day. Month. <laughs> um, so it was Katy Perry on Ellen? Uh, well, go ahead. No, uh, she, briefly, she briefly. retweeted. It was uh, Katy Perry's birthday. So she tweeted her a happy birthday with a picture of Ellen, Portia, and Katy all together with Ellen kind of staring directly into and oogling uh, Katie's chest area. Or her eyes happen to go that direction for a split second when the camera... No, no, flipped. no, it's, it's very intentional okay. and kind of an oh-my-God sort of... Comedic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. So, anyway, people are comparing her to Weinstein now and other sexual assaulters. Really? Because if all Weinstein did was gawk at Katy Perry's dress and then send a tweet, I'm pretty sure he would still have his job. Also, how many songs has Katy had about her boobs? I believe she's shot fireworks out of them. Also, I'm pretty sure that dress was meant to accent her breasts. Doesn't mean she should be harassed, raped, or was asking for it, but stop treating silly pictures the same as what Harvey Weinstein did. We are simultaneously the least serious and most self-serious society in the history of the globe. We do have to have a, 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 um, a level of degree on these things. Like the, the political analyst Mark Halpern, who's now off the air, he hasn't been accused of anything like raping anybody. He's still done things that you will lose your job over and perhaps get sued for. Right. But there's <clears> a big difference between that and rape. It's funny. And you then should... there's a huge difference between flirting or staring at somebody's boobs and rape. It's uh, ironic you should bring that up because uh, Jeff sent along a tweet from Mark Halperin a while back about uh, Representative uh, Aiken, who was running for the Congress in Missouri, I believe, made uh, some some really ill-advised uh, remarks. Um and Halpern tweeted, as, uh, remarks are outrageous, should be denounced by all. Sexual assault is a serious matter. And I agree with that completely. Mark Halpern accused now by quite a few women of, of harassment and quote-unquote sexual assault. And we have been objecting to this term for years. Sexual assault can range from grabbing a woman's butt without permission, her gluteus maximus, the largest muscle in the human body. 
it can range from that to forcible rape. You can't have one term that describes patting on the butt and forcible rape no, and use it interchangeably all the it's time. It's not helpful for anybody. Oh, my God, Victims no. or perpetrators. It's not helpful for, for criminal code. It's not helpful for anything. Right, right. And that, um, and, and that tweet, yes, it's ironic. It, it was a reference that Aiken made to rape and abortion and the rest of it, but it was rape. Now, Mark Halpern is accused of dry-humping women. Which is very Rub, uncool. Rubbing his erection on the pardon is so early, uh, folks, to subject you to this terrible, it's a sick behavior. I'm so sorry, but well, it's Friday. Maybe you're doing it right now. And he's, he's <laughs> <clears throat> and he's, you know, grabbing grabbing of women's breasts and whatever, and you know that that's that is definitely an assault of sorts. But it's not rape. We need to stop using one term for all of it. That is that is the product of activists using it because they want more impressive statistics. Uh, you know, one of every two women has been a victim of a sexual assault. And everybody's thinking, oh, my God, half the women out there get raped. We need to pass the laws these people are suggesting. Right. When a significant a number of those, quote-unquote, sexual assaults were, you know, an unwanted touch of some sort, which, again, is, is completely out of line, but it is not forcible rape. Now, we've got Ashley Judd's description of what Harvey Weinstein did. She she went big with this story yesterday. And, uh, yeah, it, he's, well, it's something. Uh, maybe we'll get to that. Maybe we'll go on. I don't know. We got to the news coming up. Hey, we're going to talk to Marsha Phillips in just a few minutes. Plus the truth about JFK. It was Johnson. I mean, this is a tease. Isn't that the way you read the information that came out last night, that it was clearly LBJ? Mm. No? Mm. Didn't strike you the same way? Mm-mm. Mm. Marilyn Monroe, LBJ, Sinatra, Castro. Castro, right. Right. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So, um, one texture said... If a guy was staring at Katy Perry's breasts like that, they would legitimately be be getting killed in social media. In serious tones for staring at her breasts like that. All right. Should Ellen be held to the same standards since she swings that direction? Uh, yes. I guess is the question. I would. I think it would be ridiculous if you did it either way. But Well, yeah. I, if you are going to uh, take it seriously, quote-unquote, a guy doing that... Even if he was doing it comedically, because you're so rigid and self-serious, you don't understand that sometimes it's okay. Then, yes, you would judge Ellen like that. But no, you shouldn't. Anywho. Uh, Everybody lighten the hell up! Sean was right. It's the dumbest controversy of the day. Let's get to the news now with Ryan Harris. Uh, Good morning. Donald Trump declares the problem of opioid addiction a national health emergency and a human tragedy. There is nothing desirable about drugs. They're bad. We can be the generation that ends the opioid epidemic. We can do it. Among Trump's promises to go after fentanyl made in China and to loosen restrictions so states can help more people with addiction treatment, Democratic Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts commended the president but called on Trump to give specifics, including the amount of money he wants Congress to contribute to the effort and the training he'll require of medical professionals handling the drugs. Markey also requests the president clarify how he'll prevent drug companies from oversupplying the potent painkillers. 
It'll be at least six more months before you can see any everything law enforcement and the intelligence community gathered about the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. NBC correspondent Julia Ainsley says the newly released documents include a clear message from federal investigators, including FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover, who said it was important the American people knew Lee Harvey Oswald, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, that is, was the lone assassin and that there wasn't a conspiracy. They realized that if the more of this distrust and, and kind of conspiracy spread throughout American culture at the time, also the height of the Cold War, that that was going to be really difficult for a grieving nation and for a new administration. President wow, Trump. that's back when you were worried that uh, people would become cynical about government and institutions. It's We're way past that now. We're way, it's unbelievable, if you know anything about J. Edgar Hoover, that he was the top cop in America for all that time. Because he was as corrupt... And, and, and anti-constitution as you could possibly be. And strange. And strange. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I question what they were hiding about his fashion choices. Either way, President Trump went along with FBI and CIA requests to withhold thousands of pages of classified documents. They include a file on the chief of the CIA's Dallas office in November 1963, also a dossier on Dallas businessman who met with uh, nightclub owner Jack Ruby shortly before Ruby shot and killed Lee Harvey Oswald. Ainsley said many experts are frustrated that only 52 of the nearly 3,000 previously unseen documents were released. Only 52 out of 3,000? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Hard to believe. What are we going to talk to our guest about? Wouldn't that have been cool if they'd have released them? (laughs) (laughs) Would have been great, for sure. Uh, Bronx teacher has been charged with assaulting a preteen student. Fatai Okanola is accused of slapping a 12-year-old girl in the face at a uh, public school in Claremont. Police say it appears to have been some sort of disciplinary action. The teacher's been reprimanded before for using corporal punishment in the classroom and suspended at one point for making inappropriate remarks. Also out of New York, a Manhattan woman punched in the face in the so-called knockout game speaks out while police continue to search for her attackers. Susan Farina says it happened last, uh, last month as she walked her dog on the Lower East Side. Farina says three young thugs walked past her. She says she heard one of them say, yo, I'm going to do it. And he smashed her in the face. Police wow. think it was a version of the knockout game in which a random person is targeted. Now the 53-year-old has a warning for others. The Lower East Side, this really sucks. Okay, that's actually <laughs> Maureen Stapleton from the 1984 film Johnny Dangerously. Man, and- people who play that knockout game are freaking animals. Oh, yeah. Freaking yeah. animals. I won't even call it that. No, you're right. It, the, the, the word game shouldn't it's be in there. Dangerous random assault. Violent serious ass- assault and battery. Indeed. Pre-orders for the iPhone 10 are now underway. Apple started taking the orders uh, early this morning. Cost you $999. It's due to be released next week by the company that uh, claims to have invented the smartphone. Supplies for the Apple 10 pre-orders are said to be very tight, so if you didn't order one right at the stroke of midnight or right after, you might be out of luck. But only until next week when we'll see lines out the door at those Apple stores. A statue honoring late D.C. Mayor Marion Barry is getting closer to reality. The Commission on Arts and the Humanities in D.C. said it's on schedule to have the statue in place outside the John A. Wilson building by March. An eight-foot clay model of the statue has been sent off to be bronzed. The $300,000 cost of the statue will be paid for by the mayor's office through the Commission on the Arts. No word on whether the statue will have Barry holding a crack pipe. you got to legalize prostitution and drug use within 25 feet of that statue. Just paint it like a yellow line, a yellow circle all around it. Inside that circle, you can do what you like. Well, I just wonder if the plaque will uh, have the quote on it about the uh, bee that set him up. I never should have come up here when he got busted. (laughs) And that's your news. I'm Ryan Harris on the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West.
We are going to talk to Marshall Phillips, who had his hernias removed. They're in a jar, and he's going to put them on eBay, and we're going to raise money for charity. We'll be talking to Marshall about that. Looking forward to that. Uh, Also, just a clarification, according to my sources, which are the major newspapers of America, the National Archives published about 2,800 records and held back about 300. I don't know. I'm just listening to the news. All right. (laughs) I'm clarifying. And my source had those figures reversed, but I will uh, do more research. So is the good stuff being held back, though? Is that uh, accurate? I don't know that... That's the case. I think it has to do with active measures and now, techniques. The stuff with Johnson and, and Castro and uh, Marilyn, right, Monroe, Marilyn Monroe, Frank and Joe Sinatra. DiMaggio, Frank Sinatra. Yeah, is that stuff being held by right. right, Fatty Arbuckle? Yeah. We'll I, talk, and I a young know. Marshall Phillips. And a young Marshall Phillips. Uh, who we'll be talking to next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. numb for Marshall Phillips. Not if you can hear me. Nice. nice Since we're going to talk to him from his uh, sick bed. Uh, we got a number of texts. Don't forget Ted Cruz's father when you're talking to JFK assassination. Huh? Good, good call, my friend. Good call. And Joe DiMaggio and Frank Sinatra. Right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, our esteemed newsman, our friend, Marshall Phillips from his sick bed. Hello, Marsh. Hello, hello. Yes, I am feeling comfortably numb, a little floaty, a little combination of painkillers and Chardonnay, uh, as recommended by my doctor. Now, i got to tell you, yesterday, after I got through with the double hernia operation, or as we like to call it, the Armstrong and Getty show sports-related injuries. Totally unrelated. I felt pretty good. And then last night, I mean, it, the, the reality set in. You know, i got to tell you something. I'm swollen in my nether regions that should not be swollen. Oh, boy. If, if this is the less invasive type of hernia surgery, I would hate to go through the one where they really go for it. Wow. Are, are you, That's a hard-hitting report. Are you more or less um, uh, going to be stuck in bed for a number of days or weeks? Oh, not weeks. No, no, no. I, I, I'll lounge around today and tomorrow, and then uh, Sunday I'll try to motor home. My cousin is taking care of me right now, and I uh, would hope to be back at work uh, on Wednesday. Oh, wow. All right. Well, that would be uh, fantastic. So, as I understand it, the, the super crazy Michael Jackson drugs wore off, and then uh, yes. and then it's been pretty uncomfortable. I, I heard a rumor you're up all night. I was, yeah. I mean, it, it hit last night. And I can't sleep on my side. I have to sleep on my back. And so I, I'm not really a back sleeper, so I was kind of up and down and up and down. But, uh, again, you know, I, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I got it done. Can you believe this started in January when I was trying to uh, fulfill a New Year's resolution of doing 10 push-ups in a row, and I wind up here? Amazing, yeah, that, that That is something. You wouldn't think trying to do 10 push-ups would put you in the hospital. It's not like you were caught by a 300-pound lineman in a chop block or something like that, just <laughs> right. knocking off a couple of push-ups. Anyway, um, Marshall yeah. Phillips on the line, let's everybody. Just, let's, yeah. let's just be a cautionary tale to all of you. Absolutely. You know, out to yeah, you. Ease into everything, like really ease into it. Um, so during this uh, opioid crisis with the president giving his speech, what did the, doc- what did the hospital prescribe you? Some pretty heavy-duty stuff? Uh, you know, a little oxy. 
you know, not not a lot. Uh, they they are not handing out like sixty pills. I got maybe twenty of actual you know, oxycontin. Yeah, it's it's, it's a it's a generic version of oxy. Okay. I've yeah. never taken that. What's it, what's it feel like when you take that? Pretty good. Uh, if you're if you're in pain, it does help. Uh, I have I have uh, what I, I took some when I wasn't really in pain years ago, and all it did was I just laid around and was stupid and drooled. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. But if you're in pain, if you're in pain, it it really does help. Okay. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking to you on the phone this morning. I'd be curled up in a ball weeping. So I imagine as soon as it feels better, you'll be down at the community college unloading the rest of those pills. <laughs> I beg your pardon. I'm sorry. You're breaking up. I couldn't quite hear what you said. You know, somebody should drop off some scratchers for you. Would that be helpful? That's what we should do for you. We should buy a whole bunch of scratchers and have them dropped off at your house. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think of that? That 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 would be wonderful. Uh, Monday would be a great day for you to do that. Okay, so stay the hell away. I feel really bad. I, yeah, I can read between the lines. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um, you do you have any comment on the JFK files since you were, uh, you know, you were around, and I'm sure you followed when the Warren Commission came out and all that sort of stuff. Well, my my understanding is uh, my understanding is uh, something like 300 pages have been heavily redacted and actually haven't been released yet. Correct. The uh, CIA and the FBI and Justice Department said, whoa, 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 we might still compromise something here. But have you always been like a uh, conspiracy guy? Do you think there's a lot more to it or not? I think there's more to it. I find it really hard that, uh, you know, Oswald with, uh, you know, a rifle uh, could uh, get off those shots three at a time in quick succession and uh, pretty much score with all of them. I I think there is something more to it. And I'm I'm going to be curious. The pages I'd like to see are those last 300 they're holding on to. And uh, years ago, I mean, Trump made the announcement that, yeah, we're going to release these files. But years ago, I believe Congress passed a resolution saying they had to be released on October 27th of this year. Yeah, well, Trump so that was, Trump tweeted that was early in the day yesterday. He tweeted, releasing all the JFK files, so interesting. Then later in the day said, I guess we can't. <laughs> right, right. I'm sorry, we're releasing all but the because really Sinatra's stuff. people got to him. Right? Yes. Right. That's <laughs> yeah, right. I believe it's those last 300 are going to be reviewed for 180 days and then yeah, released. You've had 25 years. Why do you need an extra six months? That's ridiculous. All right, Marshall. Yeah, and, uh, Go ahead. Well, who knows? I mean, what happens if they get dropped in the shredder by accident? Exactly. Still on them. The deep state. Yeah. The deep state got to Trump. What do they have yeah. on him? They send him a picture of Ivanka. All right, thanks, Marshall. Uh, get some rest, all right? All right, stay well, stay happy. I'll see you. We'll Bye. talk soon. So the whole, uh, this is this is all I need to know about the JFK conspiracy thing. I think it's it's unknowable, it's unfindoutable, so I have decided not to waste my time or energy on it, though I love a mystery. The whole uh, have you wasted time and energy on it? Because I certainly have. Back when I was a kid, yeah, I've started down the road and decided not to. The whole Oswald getting off three shots with the rifle, hitting all. Uh, I have heard hunters, marksmen, etc., say that's an easy shot with a scope. That's not even hard. Yeah, I do. Uh, that... And I've heard people say, only the most highly trained ninja <laughs> right. sniper with cyber super intelligence could get off those shots, man. Yeah. And so which is it? Well, I've been in the book depository and looked out that window. It doesn't seem that extraordinary to me. 
the, the, the weird part, as we talked about yesterday, is the guy gets assassinated by some random business owner the next day. That That's the part that sends you into Conspiracyville, right? Uh, yeah. Seconds after he said, I'm just a patsy, now you're a dead patsy. Well, yeah, yeah, that's generally taken from a story where there's something going on. Not just, this uh, nightclub owner is really, really angry. So. A reference to Jack Ruby, who killed Lee Harvey Oswald, for those not up on the whole dealio. Hmm. Anyway. Glad, glad Marshall's sounding good. Yeah. Doing some Oxy and Chardonnay. Hmm? Yeah, I, was, I really like that Scratchers idea. we got to do that on Monday. Yeah, yeah. I didn't pick up on that, so he doesn't want us to, he doesn't want anybody around. I don't blame him. Oh, yeah. No, no. When you feel really, really bad, you, you need your energy for yourself. Yeah, my youngest, was, he's sick right now. He's home from school, and he said yesterday, he said, when I'm sick, I'm angry. <laughs> I said, I'm the same way. I just want people to leave me alone when I'm sick. Mm. Now, I just have to make that very clear. Look, I'm not. Uh, yeah. The best thing you could do to help me, leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah, leave me in my misery. Mm. Some people get angry when they're sick. Some people don't. Mm. Just want to be left alone and curl up here and try to sleep. Right, just wait. Of course, wait the, la- it out. the last place you're going to be left alone, the hospital, where every 10 minutes somebody will poke in. Can I get you something? Take your vitals. Leave me alone! It's the last place you can get any sleep either. What's the number one thing? Anytime you're sick, anytime you're injured, get some rest. That's like trying to sleep at a train station. Saudi Arabia made a robot a citizen. This robot is quite lifelike. It's a little disturbing. We'll talk about that, among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.